These tips might come in handy one day. Photo by Pixabay on Pexels.com Moving into a new home always holds a bit of a risk. You might like the house or condo and neighborhood, but what about the neighbors? Most buyers don't meet their prospective neighbors and even if they do, they don't know anything about them. When I moved into my condo, we had very nice neighbors, but soon after we moved in, they moved out. Our new neighbors were a young couple with a new baby and a large dog. If the baby wasn't crying, the dog was barking. We heaved a sigh of relief when the young couple moved out, but the new neighbors who moved in were even worse. Not only did they have two kids of their own, but the women also looked after several other kids, one of them a baby. All day long I heard yelling, slamming doors as the kids ran in and out of the unit, and the baby crying. Come nightfall the kids left and adults arrived. Night after night there was a party with the men and women making as much noise as possible. Judging by his letters, my brother is in an even worse position. He lives in the house we grew up in and after our parents passed away he furnished it to his own taste. He didn't have problems with his neighbors as he'd known them all his life. But one by one, those neighbors moved on, either to a smaller house, an apartment, a retirement home, or their forever home in the sky. My brother got new neighbors, first to the left, then to the right of his house. Immediately after purchasing, the new neighbors started renovating, which meant hours of drilling, hacking, and hammering. It was enough to drive anyone crazy. When the house on the left was finally finished, the owners of the house to the right started renovating. More drilling, hacking, and hammering. When that house was finished, my brother thought his frayed nerves would finally get a rest, but he was wrong. Now the neighbors invited their friends, held barbecue parties, played loud music, and the more alcohol they consumed the louder they became. My brother had enough. He was marching over there to give them a piece of his mind. Knowing that the man of the house on the right had about 100 pounds on him and with tattoos on his muscular arms, Brother Deer wasn't going over there unarmed. He grabbed a pitchfork and went on his merry way. In his letter, he asked me how to get blood out of a carpet. Good Lord, what had he done now? He wouldn't have, he couldn't have, no, certainly not. As it turned out, the problems with the noisy neighbors was settled amicably. The blood on the carpet was my brother's. He had injured himself and who knows what happened but blood had squirted onto the carpet. Now if my brother had a computer he could have looked up how to get that blood out of the carpet, but he is old school and wants nothing to do with computers. So I did a little research and found that there are several ways to remove blood stains. If the blood is fresh, take a clean damp cloth and remove most of the blood by dabbing the stain. Never rub. Next, spray the stain with cold water and dab with a dry cloth. Repeat as many times as necessary. If the blood has dried, mix cold water with a little dishwashing detergent and apply the mixture to the stain. Let it soak for a few minutes, and then gently rub the stain with an old toothbrush. Another method to tackle the stain is to add kitchen salt to cold water until it forms a paste. Apply the paste to the stain and let it rest. Next, take a clean towel and blot the stain dry. You can also treat the stain with water mixed with 2 tablespoons of ammonia or hydrogen peroxide, but before you treat the stain test these chemicals in a non-conspicuous area. With chemicals this toxic you never know what damage they might do. Also, make sure that small children and pets are kept away from the room. The last thing you want is a clean carpet, but a trip to the emergency room or the vet. Dash dash https colon slash 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 
www.connymaniero.weebly.com